Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Honoring the spirit of Christ. Amen. And thanking God for, amen, an opportunity to minister uh, the word unto you on today. And certainly appreciate um, our bishop and um, honoring the presence of my wife as well. Amen. Uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, miracles. And it's just crazy that uh, the opening song would be, You're So Great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you because that flows and it aligns with what the topic um, or should I say the subject matter is on uh, this morning. And uh, what we're going to be dealing with is miracles and the source of miracles. We're going to be dealing with the purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to God of, of miracles. Amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Amen. And, and, uh, and it, it's unfortunate that a lot of times we, um, we don't know the reason why we pray for the things we pray for the majority of the time. We pray out of need instead of out of the will of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we want to go to Daniel 11. and 32 and the very popular scripture that we all know and love and it says those who do wickedly against the covenant he shall corrupt with flattery but the people who know our God shall be strong and carry out great exploits and, and we're going to pray Lord we thank you for this word I ask that you make Jermaine be quiet and you teach in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, as I told you in the beginning of me grabbing the mic, I made the statement that most of us don't really understand what miracles are. And a lot of times our prayers, when we are in the realm of praying for a miracle, it is flesh-driven the majority of the time. It is unfortunate that we are moved when it comes down to our faith level or our exp expectation in God in a service just because of what we experience in that, in that service on a normal or a consistent basis. A lot of times we would look at some of the other churches and you'll see thousands coming in by the droves and you would see wheelchairs that are being lined up on the side of the podium. You would see different people who were blind and now that they now they can see. And we sit and we look at those services and we ask the question, Lord, why me? Where is my miracle? Why can't I just snap my fingers and something happens immediately? 
Why is it, glory to the Lamb of God, I have to be a person watching on the sideline, looking at everyone else experience their happily ever after but me? Somebody say glory to God. The reason for that is that we have not been able to really dive into the true purpose of miracles or even know what a miracle really is. A miracle is a supernatural event that has no human explanation. A miracle is a supernatural event that suspends natural law. I say unto you today that some of you are a walking miracle. Perhaps you were never, never able to come into a million dollars. Perhaps, glory to the Lamb of God, you were never blind and, and your eyes popped open. But perhaps you, glory to God, had a, 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 spe a specific thorn in your flesh. Perhaps, glory to God, you remember the days when you were down in uh, the rut of sin and Jesus reached down and pulled you out of the gates of hell and the things that you used to do, you don't do no more. How many know that it takes a miracle just to deny yourself of the things that you want to do every day? You talk about a miracle, glory to God. You talk about when this flesh rises up. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And you know the word of God says one thing, glory to God, but there's something on the inside that's connecting to the word that's telling your flesh to obey the will of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a miracle. A miracle is a Supernatural event that suspends natural law. When the doctor comes in and says that there's nothing else that, be, that can be done. A lot of times people believe the moment we say, as a man of God, I lay my hands and I command something to happen. And boom, it happens. And you say, that's a miracle. And you have to understand, yes, God has given us power over the enemy. Glory to God. But you yourself are not the power source. The miracle is when we lift our hands and say, God, I trust you. God, I trust your will. God, I know that you are a healer. And then instantaneously, the Lord moves in because of your trust in him, not necessarily because we're holding God hostage. A miracle is when we get into the place where you've tried just about everything that you can try. And it seemed like nothing else is holding you up but the word of God. I hear the wonderful testimony of our brother Pete, and he says that uh, there are different 12-step pro program and various people, various friends of his who he knew had a specific addiction. Glory to God. And they went through these programs, and some of them are still struggling today. But all of a sudden, what happened with him is he trusts in a mighty God, and the taste was taken away from him. 
So it didn't take the 12-step program for him, although I do endorse it and I believe seeking help, glory to God, from others is wise and doing the work definitely is wise. And the Bible tells us he has given us power to create wealth and wealth is meaning inventions and ways, hallelujah, to create advancement. But there is a certain time and a place in your life, glory to the Lamb of God, that you're going to try all of your resources and none of your resources will work and you're going to need to depend on the Lord for a miracle. It's going to take belief in the gospel and obedience to the scripture. Jesus then steps in and he causes a deliverance experience. Throughout the scriptures, we see miracle after miracle from the creation of mankind to the parting of the Red Sea, to the dead risen, the blind eyes open, the resurrection of Jesus. The Bible is full of supernatural demonstration of God's power. And I'm here to tell you that that same power that was here then is the same power that's here right now. Hallelujah. We don't have to succumb to the diagnosis of, that comes from the doctor. We don't have to accept the reports that comes from the teachers in our schools. We don't have to walk around in fear, fearful to send our children to school because we never know when it's going to be the next time somebody walks into a classroom with a gun. We never know when it's going to be the next time, glory to God, somebody that's supposed to be a trusted professional goes into that school and they do something that's inappropriate. We don't have to fear that because our children are covered with a miracle of protection. So when we send them to school, we don't have to worry about the odds because we know that the Holy Ghost covers all odds. The Holy Ghost is protected against the odds, against the situation. So when I pray at night, I say, Lord, cover my children. Lord, protect my children. Lord, touch their mind. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And I want you to understand if you don't be careful, you will become ungrateful for the miracles that he gives you every single day. Hallelujah. And you'll wonder why you don't see that one thing that's going to cause everybody to fall to their knees. Because we've neglected the scripture that says, if you be faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. As we saw the little drops along the way, we didn't take advantage of that and said, Lord, thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you, God, for giving me discernment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I could have found myself in a situation that would have overcome me. But because of discernment, because of your miracle working power, you were able to give me a warning and said, that is destruction over there on that side of the fence. Don't go there. So, Lord, I thank you for discernment. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. So, miracles are still in operation today. And the problem is 
there are a lot of people that don't believe. There are a lot of people that can see all the things that I'm talking about on this morning. But still, they need help. Still, they don't get it. Somebody say glory to God. There are some people, no matter how much proof you give them, no matter, glory to God, how much the word connects with their spirit, they're still not going to be a believer. Isaiah 6 and 9 says, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not Proceed, make the hearts of the people dull and their eyes heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and return and be healed. In Matthew 13 and 14, Jesus comes in, confirms the prophecy of Isaiah. He repeats the parable verbatim. Through this, he reveals his identity as God in the flesh. Through this, he begins revealing the purpose of miracles. And the fact that whether you believe or not, miracles are still here. Somebody say glory to God. Acts 28, Paul quotes the same scripture. However, in this statement, he says, the Holy Ghost spoke to Isaiah, all confirming his oneness, all confirming his non-changing power, all confirming his miracle-working power, and most importantly, confirming that Jesus is alive and living in us today. Jesus is alive and working miracles today. Jesus is alive and working your situation out for you today. So I don't have to live out my dreams vicariously through someone else. What I can do is rest in his presence, rest in his will and his plan for my life. And as long as I know that I am on the right track with the Lord, glory to the Lamb of God, and I hang in there, there is my miracle. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody need to know that we can't let our miracle go because we're stubborn. Glory to God, we're stubborn. We, we want only what we want. Hallelujah, we want only the things that we think are miracles. But we've thrown away the word of God and we're taking on the word of Jermaine. My word supersedes the word of the Lord. Somebody say glory to the Lamb of God. But in our opening text, it says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But those who know our God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Looking at this text in the prophetic sense, to those who don't accept his purpose. Oh, thank you, Lord. To those who don't accept the will of God for their lives. To those who don't wait patiently on the Lord and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. To those who don't do that, it's just like you doing wickedly against the kingdom. We know disobedience is just as witchcraft. So we're fighting against the kingdom because we're putting our will, glory to God, over his will. 
Somebody say glory to God. So we can't chase just after signs and wonders, glory to God, and operate on just talent and fascination. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, glory to God, because anyone can do a sign, anyone can be a wonder, glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, you have musicians, glory to God, that create something that will knock you off of your feet, glory to the Lamb of God. But no one can emulate, glory to God, the delivering power of God. No one can do it. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I think about glory to God. Hallelujah. Cinderella. And I know that may not seem so spiritual to you. But when, glory to God, that analogy came to you, came to me, it said in my spirit. Glory to God. Cinderella had a fairy godmother. And that fairy godmother, hallelujah, she what she. Uh, waved her wand and she turned a pumpkin, hallelujah, into a carriage, glory to God, and she turned ducks, glory to God, into chauffeurs, and all of a sudden her dress, glory to God, became turned from the rags and became a beautiful ball gown, somebody say thank you Jesus, glory to God, and she went to the ball and she began to dance in the ball and everybody saw that gown and saw how eloquent she looked, glory to the Lamb of God, but when they served in time came, glory to God, pieces of her dress started to revert back to the rags, glory to God, hallelujah, the wheels started to lose their strength, glory to God, and she had to hurry up and get back home, and then her carriage turned to a pumpkin, glory to the Lamb of God, and I'm saying to you today, because we get certain things outside of God, when the test of time come, glory to God, we're not going to have what we need to stand against the wiles of the devil, glory to the Lamb of God, we are walking and talking, but we're not really saying nothing. God is not getting the glory out of our lives. So even though we have, glory to God, the resources, we are lacking power and results. Somebody say glory to God. We're lacking power and results. So we can't just chase after signs and wonders. Somebody say glory to God. The Bible says signs and wonders are supposed to follow you. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lamb of God. Where you walk, they're supposed to happen because you show up. Somebody say glory to God. Because you are an emblem of his will. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. But we're supposed to have belief in the gospel and obedience to the scriptures. Romans 10 and 2 describes what I spoke on earlier as having a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Hallelujah. Having that zeal, but lacking that power. Glory to God. You know those folks that can get the mic and can sing the house down? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. They can out-sing you. They can out-shout you. Glory to God. They can outplay you. Thank you, Jesus. But they can care less about what the word of God says. They could care less about loving their brother. Somebody say glory to the Lamb of God. All they're concerned about is being a wonder. All they're concerned about is shaking the house. But they could care less about the purpose for which miracles are here. Zeal meaning an energy or an enthusiasm in pursuit of something. So the benefits are desired, 
However, we are working against the purpose of the benefits. As a result of this, we are limited. Hallelujah. And as a result of this, we perish. Hosea 4 and 6, it says, my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Someone is saying, well, what does that have to do with miracles? I told you at the beginning, you can't really appreciate a miracle if you don't know what a miracle is. You can't really, glory to God, appreciate a miracle if you don't know what the purpose of the miracle is. Somebody say glory to God. So it says my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you for being priests for me. Because you have rejected knowledge and went on with your own agenda. You're not going to be able to see me when I show up. You won't be able to hear me when I speak to you. Because you have rejected me. Somebody say glory to God. Almost like a person saying, I'll be glad when my ship come in. Hallelujah, when my ship come in, I'll be glad. Glory to the Lamb of God. And you get irritated and you go to the airport. Now you at the airport and your ship done came in. Y'all get that after a while. Somebody say glory to God. But because... You have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you from being priests from me until you understand and receive the purpose of the miracle. You'll always be incomplete. No matter what wealth is acquired. I've always wondered how, how is it that there are people who are millionaires and billionaires but yet still struggle with a drug addiction. They get the wealth and there are people who had good lives and glory to the Lamb of God never experienced, uh, experienced or experimented with drugs, glory to God. And now that they have a sea of wealth, this is the time. They've made their decision to experiment. So now they have a severe addiction. So the wealth that they've acquired is not enough. They need something else to take them outside of the natural realm that God provided for them to be in. Why is it? Because the wealth was never the wealth. What they thought was wealth wasn't wealth. They thought money was the wealth. Not understanding that the wealth that they was lacking is wholeness, being complete, an inner healing on the inside, God going on the inside and filling every area of their body which is him going into their past, into their mind, and letting them know that you're not responsible for your past. Your past doesn't define you. That was the wealth. But because of lacking knowledge, 
and not understanding the purpose. They ran after the wrong thing. And that which they thought was wealth has opened doors for addiction. And now they're in a sea of rejection. And they're in a deeper hole. And they never thought they would be here. And now they're crying out saying, if I could just get back to that place that I was in when I was saying, Lord, send the wealth. I would be better if I could just get out of this rut. Have you ever been in a place where you prayed and you was in your hour of despair and you seemed like there were so many things that you wanted and you were saying, God, send the miracle. God, send the miracle. And we kind of forced it a little bit and we said it was God. And then we got all the things that we were praying for. We said, Lord, I didn't see that your hand was over me the entire time. I didn't see that you was providing for me the entire time. I didn't understand that I was the head and not the tail the entire time. So now we long for the place that we rejected because of the lack of knowledge, because we didn't understand the purpose. Somebody say glory to God. Hallelujah. Talents. Don't compare to the purpose. If that were the case, people wouldn't be able to say, Lord, I called fire down from heaven. Lord, I prayed for the sick in your name. Lord, I cast out demons in your name. And Jesus wouldn't say, depart from me. I know you're not you who practice lawlessness. Somebody say glory to God. Relying on medicine doesn't compare to the purpose because you can take a medicine all your life and I'm taking a prescription right now and I came against something that just came out that said the, the, the medicine that I'm taking right now is causing an illness worse than what I already have. So you know I shown up need Jesus now. Somebody say glory to God. So the medicine... Relying on medicine doesn't compare to the purpose. Why? Because these methods are only temporal. But who Jesus feels, he eternalizes. When Jesus touched you, he doesn't have touch you. When he touches you, he completes you. Somebody say glory to God. If you're working against the completion, that's your own decision. But he's saying, I've already completed you. I've already given you the tools you need, glory to God, to fight this great fight of faith. All you have to do is obey the word of the Lord. Obey the things that I tell you every single day. And you'll find favor in everything you set out to do. So this is why the scripture says the people that know our God shall be strong and carry out exploits because the knowledge of God reveals the purpose of what we're carrying it out. And when we understand the purpose, we have a spirit of gratitude. We have a spirit of thanksgiving. 
when people come to us and they are in need and they begin, glory to God, amen, to fall over with depression and you can see it strong, glory to God, a lot of times we take on their same spirit and we get depressed along with them. But those of us that know our God, glory to God, we don't have to connect with depression. When we know our God, then that's when we take over that spirit and we say, oh, our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Baby, I want you to know that our God can do any and everything. And I want you to know if you just don't worry about this right here and put your trust in him and know that he got it, he will take care of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together. And then as you begin to pray, then all of a sudden, the miracle starts to happen. And the miracle may not necessarily be the thing that they came to you about. The miracle might be wholeness, a settling in your spirit. The spirit of forgiveness comes in and takes complete control. Somebody say glory to God. So what is the purpose of miracles? Acts 2 and 17 says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And I want you to know that we are in, we are in this dispensation right now. We're here right now. Somebody say glory to God. It's going to happen. They're going to do it. We're following the purpose. It's going to happen in the last days. Why is this happening? A lot of times we're seeing it and we're thinking it's happening for the wrong reasons. And we get overwhelmed with our sickness or our need for supernatural intervention. We make our need the purpose. In other cases, we pray for miracles because we want to be exalted. And we want people to see the power that's within our hands and at our fingertips. Still not understanding. Why is this happening in the last days? Why is he pouring out his spirit upon all flesh? Mark 16 and 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. 17 says, and these signs and wonders will follow those who believe in my name. You shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They will take out serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So it's all about advertising the gospel. That's all it's about. What you're going through right now is about advertising the gospel. How you're handling it right now. People are watching you. And they're saying, you know what? If she can praise God like that, with all that hell she's going through, 
Oh, I can give them a praise team. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She is the perfect example of long-suffering. He is the perfect example of forgiveness. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. As I look throughout the scripture and I see what they're going through and how hard it is for them, I see what the word says we're supposed to do when we come against trials. They are a walking Bible. So when the miracle happens, the one sitting on the sideline, they know it's God because they saw the struggle. And because of this, they desire a relationship with him they didn't never have. Because of your story, because of your praise, they're lifting their hands in complete submission to a mighty God. Everybody stand. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to say a closing prayer this message and and immediately after, um, you have 15 minutes. The floor is going to be open for you to be able to pray as we welcome our 11 o'clock service in. Hallelujah. Amen. Those of you that can close your eyes and lift your hands, please do, do, that, do that at this time. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the word. God, we confess every sin and we repent right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We repent of every time that we didn't acknowledge what you've done for us. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your miracle working power. We submit to your will and your way, and we understand, glory to God, that our life is in your hands. And if we allow your will to be done, no one can do it better than you can. We submit to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God.